Welcome to Marriage Monthly. This month, we are talking about blending families and second marriages. Mm -hmm. I'm excited to be joined by not only my lovely wife, Melissa, but also by (laughs) Tim and Melissa Wooten. They are our student ministry directors at our church, Westside Community Church. Well, more importantly, my brother and sister-in-law. Yeah. So So tell us some stuff about you guys, like where you at right now, how old are kids, that kind of good stuff. Go ahead. Oh. Um, we've almost been married 20 years. Wow. I know. November. Time flies. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, um, we have a 25, Uh 23, almost 16 and 12 year old. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Big family in like two days or tomorrow. Yeah. I mean, I oh, remember yeah. when That's right. the family was growing and Melissa and I were looking on going like, well, how do you manage all that? You know, there's a lot going on and yeah. there has been for you guys. Yeah. And, busy, uh, busy. Yeah. <laughs> and so one of the reasons why we wanted to invite you on to our show is because we've been great admirers of yours as you've built a family um, and you've, you know, you've, you blended marriages, right? Um, you both were previously married mm-hmm. and, um, and you have such a unique approach to uh, parenting yeah. and all of that. And we feel like you've done such a good job of, of creating a family uh, that's so positive and, um, and really so respects each other. Mm-hmm. And it's just not always common right. when, you know, you're kind of blending a family, blending marriages uh, second marriage, and and so we want to we want to pick your brains a little bit about this because yeah. I think everybody can use a little bit of hope and inspiration these mm-hmm. days when it comes to marriage. There's a lot of pressure out there right now. There's a lot of stress, and not everybody is handling it well. <laughs> not every family <laughs> is you know doing great. So I know everybody wants to do better. Mm-hmm. So we got a few questions. Mm-hmm. I'm at Melissa. Ask the first yeah, one. well, I know that it's tricky. I know a lot of people that are bringing in kids from other um, relationships. And so, and I know that's what happened here with uh, my two oldest nieces. And so you brought in a couple extra kiddos to this relationship when you started out. And I love it. I think you guys have done a great job. That's why when we were talking about doing this, we were like, oh, we want Tim and Melissa. Like, we think you guys have done a great job. <laughs> first question is, how do you keep from bringing the past into the present? Um, well, I think that premarital counseling was like the biggest game changer for us, um, because it just helped us deal with our past Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and work through things. And so we didn't bring that baggage into our new marriage. That's so good. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Thoughts on that, Tim? Um, I mean, that, that. Absolutely. We tell everybody that wants to get married, we're always saying get premarital mm-hmm. counseling because yeah. we were, again, we were able to deal with, you know, what happened in our past and then mm-hmm. we were able to move forward positively together mm-hmm. and figure out how to make this thing work. And I mean, and I just, from the beginning, I just accepted Melissa and the two girls mm-hmm. as my kids. That's right. From the beginning. Mm-hmm. I never did look at them as any different than my two girls. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. Yeah, and I think they've really felt that over yeah. the years. And yeah. it's funny because we watched all of that, um, and even we said it's like their his biological yeah. kids, you know, <laughs> yeah. literally no difference. And so yeah. uh, for us, that's really something because there's usually, I mean, there's usually that kind of distancing gap, and maybe even in that sense. Sometimes we think of bringing the past into a family and it's more like, well, what is the parents doing? But I think in many ways, how are the kids handling it, too? So you just created such an environment for them that they didn't seem like they were split mm-hmm. in their focus. And I, th- I think that was just and I think that's a, that's a hard place to go because a lot of people are like, how far do I welcome the, mm-hmm. the other children into my life without hurting the uh, the ex? You know, those mm-hmm. that kind of thing. It can be very, very tricky. Mm-hmm. So I think you guys have navigated that 
very well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we awesome. just, you know, I just never uh, asked them to, I, I never wanted to replace their dad. You know, I was right. like, I'm, I'm new in the family here mm-hmm. and I accepted him as, as if I was their dad, but I never was there to say, hey, I'm, I'm your new dad. Right. I'm taking over now. Yeah. You know, I mean, we never did that. Yeah. yeah. That was real important. That's good. Okay. So next question, how do you stay on the same team? I mean, I know that there had to have been dynamics that were sort of like, well, that's not the way I've done it or that's not the way I've done it. <laughs> you know, but, but how do you, as how did you get on the same team? How do you stay on the same team? In all of this. Well, Anne, you were a single mom for a while there. Yeah. So yeah. you had a you had a routine. You had a yeah. structure that you did with these kiddos before Tim came along. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. I think for us, it was uh, that we just communicated about mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And talked things through so that they couldn't, like, divide us. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Which happens so much. I've seen it. Yeah dozens of times in relationships where it's like the children know they're going to pit you guys against each other and get their way. And it's like, no, how do you fight against that and stay on the same team? Even though, yeah. Yeah. And I think for me, I mean, I was 30, mm-hmm. you know, and she was only 23, I think. And so I was older. Um, but I came from my past uh, marriage wasn't a healthy marriage. Right. So I was looking for someone to be on the same team. So yeah. for me, it's like, I wasn't going to bring in all my baggage. I'm like, no, no, no. We're going to leave that baggage yes. back there in the past. And so getting with Melissa was literally refreshing. It was mm-hmm. exciting. And I was like, let's just do this. Let's, let's go for this thing. And it wasn't going to get held up in thinking about, well, this is how I used to do it. I just kind of put all that in the past. And I said, let's just move forward together as a team. And we both were on the same page literally from the beginning of just how we raised the kids and how we spoke to the kids and how we interact with one another. It was really important to us. That's awesome. Yeah, very, very yeah. important. And it probably helped that you didn't have kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I did. Yeah, so I, you didn't yeah. really have a parenting style yet. True. No, no. Yeah. So I was definitely yielding to Melissa. Mm-hmm. So you've been sure. trained by Melissa, hundred percent, hundred percent. Because I was looking at her, going like, "What do we do? I mean, what are we yeah. supposed to do here? Like, I don't know what to do." And and uh, and I was, you know, and as far as discipline, when in the beginning, I was a little bit hands off for sure because I'm like, sure. I'm the new guy, so mm-hmm. you know, Melissa, be careful. you know, I don't, I don't want to yeah. cross that line. So we were careful there. Was that yeah. ever frustrating to you that maybe you were kind of the disciplinarian at first? <laughs> um. Actually, it was it was okay that it was that way okay. because I didn't want him coming off as a mean as the mean guy yeah. or the mean you know new stepdad yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I think I think it, we he went slowly. <laughs> well, we were on the same <laughs> page. Like that. they couldn't pit us against each other. Yeah, yeah. Just because I you wasn't as enough. disciplinary to the kids as she was, we still were on the same page. That was really important. That's a really good yeah. point because I think sometimes the new parent will come in. And want the same rights and the same discipline mm-hmm. and let me do it this way. And then the kids are like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Who are you? Step back. Yeah, like, you so can't I step can... in and just take over yeah. and change yeah. up the yeah. d- dynamics that have been going on for two, three years yeah. right. or longer. Exactly. You have to build good. a relationship with them. Exactly. Yeah. Before you get to that point to be able to be like, no, you need to do this. Go to your room or you're yeah. in trouble for this. Don't say that. Yeah. It totally. takes time. Totally. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. We can see it. It's awesome. Yeah. yeah. All right. Third question. How do you guys make time for each other? I mean, you've got a lot going on. Yes. You have had a lot going on. It's a lot of kids. You probably forget whose name is who, but how do you make time for each other in your family and in your marriage even? Yeah. I mean, for me, it's always been really important to um, have my family be the number one thing in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, obviously God is in there because I'm you know, reading my Bible, praying, going to church, working student ministry. That's really important to me. Yeah. But family is right up there and mm-hmm. it's very important. And so I've always made time for really the whole family. I'm re- not really necessarily 
separated like the kids time and the and the wife time. It's kind of just, let's do this thing together. So we do a lot of stuff together. Yeah. But one of the things that I did probably pretty well, I think when, and I still do it, but not as often because the kids are older and going a hundred different directions. But I used to take all the kids on the individual dates. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so not only do I take, you know, most on individual dates, but I take the kids on individual dates. So I'm dating five different people, um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which, was, which was fun because I got to always be the fun guy. I always go do fun stuff. Yeah. And uh, I like that. But uh, that was really important to stop, not talk about students, not talk about financial services, which is what I do for a career mm-hmm. outside of church. And just talk about just whatever's going on at the house and just talk about things that are important to us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you've been able to kind of, that's probably a really big key is that you've been able to have a boundary that you're going to leave business aside or you're going to leave some of those other conversations aside. And it's just relationship building time when you do those intentional times. And that's what I think it is. Very, very intentional. I mean, I've watched this happen our entire life. I mean, we've gone on dates, brother and sister dates, because it's important to Tim and it should be important to all of us that we spend individual time together and do special things together that maybe just speak to that person. I know you and Kendra always do your your ducks game every year. It's like, that's the thing (laughs) coming up this week. Yeah, this weekend. And so I know you go to what they enjoy, what they like, and like, let's spend time together. Let's be together. And that one-on-one is where they open up. Yeah. And they chat. And that's when the real friendship and that real trust, real safety really, really happens during that time. So I think you've been very intentional doing that your whole life. But yeah. it's been great to see that with Ashley and Kristen. And then, of course, with Kendra and Noah as well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, it's really yeah. Good. That's yeah. good. And I just like to have fun. So You do you like know, to have fun. So, so it's easy. It's easy. Yeah, so let's I mean, play. I'm a, I'm a yeah. bike rider every day. So yeah. I always call my sister and I say, hey, Melissa, let's go ride. Let's go on a bike ride. We just did one a couple days <laughs> that's ago. Right. So anything that's fun, I'm going to go do. So, yeah. And it's memory makers. And that's memory how dad raised sure. us. Yeah. I mean, it's memory making. And that's what we want. I want I want in this life going gung ho, hardcore memory making. Everybody that thinks of me thinks of a memory that we did together. So it's well, just important to me. And I never wanted to be the dad who comes home and I'm so exhausted. Yeah. I'm so tired yeah. that I can barely get the food down mm-hmm. that maybe <laughs> my wife has made for us at night and barely get it down. And all yeah. I can do is barely get to the couch and sit on the couch for the next four hours, five hours and watch TV until I go to bed. Yeah. I never wanted to be that guy. No, no. Well, uh-huh. then how do you um, have the energy not to be that guy? <laughs> yeah. Well, first of all, I'm a spaz. Yeah. So I have super <laughs> hyper. Energy. And uh, remember, mind you, I work with 12 to 16, 17-year-olds. So I'm always operating at about an age 14, 15 level. <laughs> this is true. And so that's probably an unfair thing for guys that are like going, I can't keep up with that energy. But maybe not. I mean, I think to me, it's a priority. It's just it's yes. prioritizing what's important. Mm-hmm. And that was always important to me, no matter how tired it was. Because there was times when I was building my business in the first 10 years, I'd come home at midnight sometimes. Mm-hmm. I worked a lot down in Salem, mm-hmm. down in Eugene. I'd be down there and I'd come back and I was exhausted, but I still had time to have a conversation and and not just go, oh, I'm so tired. I can barely make it to bed. I just knew that that was important and that family time and, and that one-on-one time we talked about. It was, I just, I had to do it. It was yeah. just important to do. Yeah. And yeah. I, here's what I admire about all that is that a lot of times when you have a lot of family dynamics going on, you know, no matter how good all this sounds, I know that behind the scenes, there's always going to be things that are like, oh, this is hard or there's, this is complicated. And we don't know what to do about this or there's tension here. But what you did, I think, is and have done is you 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 kind of stayed in front of the chaos curve mm. and you kept <laughs> you didn't allow the chaos to make you run away, which is what a lot of times happens in a situation where you're blending a family or, or second marriages is that 
you're you're like I don't want to deal with it. And so you, but you guys stayed in front of that chaos curve. And yes. I think that's, that's partly why we're, again, so we admire what's mm-hmm. going on in your family so yeah. much. All right. Mm-hmm. Fourth question. How do you create a new family identity? I mean, maybe give some advice to those who are watching and listening that are maybe on the front end of this. How yeah, do you do that? Now. How do you create a new family identity out of your past, your, you know, previous marriages, your, your parenting philosophies? How do you do that? What are some tips you might have? Mm-hmm. Um, making memories mm-hmm. together. Mm-hmm. So vacationing together, um, celebrating accomplishments, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. if the kids are in school and, you know, so celebrate those. Mm-hmm. Having dinners at the dinner table mm-hmm. together, you know, conversation. Yeah, well, we already talked about this, um, just the acceptance. I think that was weird to talk about that. But one of the ways that we create that new family identity um, is, again, just accepting one another just loving one another, mm-hmm. um, not making it awkward, not making it weird. It was just like, this is just, I'm here in the family now. And, and just, ex- but, and me just accepting them unconditionally yeah. because that was really, really important for me to do that and not wait. Cause I've heard dad say, well, I really struggle with my, my stepkids because they, mm-hmm. and they're waiting for them to figure it out versus no dad, you dad, the, 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 the big guy, You've got to figure out how to create that identity and that mm-hmm. acceptance mm-hmm. and that love for them. And you just keep loving on them. And because, I mean, I would say probably the oldest was the, came along a little bit l- later. Sure. Loving well, on me she, big time. Yeah, she was five. Because she was yeah. five. And yeah. so she was closer to her dad. Um, but I didn't try, again, I didn't try to replace him. Mm-hmm. I just loved on her and I loved on her and I loved mm-hmm. on her and I loved mm-hmm. on her. And I just kept being there for her and I took her on those dates and just kept being that guy, that good guy. And over time, that opened up, and yeah. before you know it, there was a bond there. But um, it takes time. But I had to keep on keeping on yeah. because I and couldn't they, just wait for her. They needed to feel safe with you, that you were a, a totally. safe place for them to yeah, no, be. Totally. And also, like I think a lot of kiddos like that, they struggle with the fact that they might feel guilty Mm-hmm. That that mm-hmm. they have a new dad or something like that, you know. Well, they don't want to replace like, them. Yeah, so yeah. that makes sense. They, they'd feel bad if it's like, well, now I have a new dad, and now you're the old guy. You're yeah, yeah. No, you, you can't. It no. doesn't work like that. No. Um, but yeah, but and then finding things in common. I think we talked about that, Melissa mm-hmm. and I, the other day. Um, again, just finding things in common with one another is how we really created that identity. Mm-hmm. It's, it's things that they wanted to do. You know, mm-hmm. what, 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 where do you want to? You know, maybe they don't want to go to a duck game. Or maybe they don't want to sit down on Saturday and watch college football, whatever it is. What do they want to do? You know, you know, maybe I want to go to a steakhouse, but they don't like steak. Maybe yeah. they want to go get ice cream. Yeah. So doing things that they want to do, and that really, I think. Right, helps. right. Little beast trips and yeah. pedicures and uh, you've done it all. Uh, whatever, <laughs> <kids>. whatever it <laughs> takes. Yeah. Whatever it takes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Last question. And it's a little sticky um, sometimes for some uh. people. But how do you handle the exes? Well, answer first. Um, I didn't really have to. Uh, mine was a clean break. Uh, mine was, I'm, I mean, good or bad. Mine was literally like, bye. She went that way. I went that way. And it was literally over. I mean, like, and you, you weren't co-parenting either. Not at all. It was literally, it was no, there was no kids involved. And it was literally just a, you know, you go that way. I go this way. And we just yeah. moved on. And it was a clean break, if you will. Uh, but with her ex, it was a little bit different. Sure. Yeah, I mean, with mine, we just um, agreed from the beginning not to talk bad about each other, negative in yeah. front of the kids. Like, we didn't want to bring that in to the kids because they don't need that tension right. mm-hmm. and that, you know, baggage to, mm-hmm. you know, take with them. They don't They don't need to see any of that. So, 
Yeah, we wouldn't talk bad about yeah. him. Now, there was always things behind the scenes going on that we would discuss, but not in front of the kids. Right. Because here's the thing about it. You, I mean, I know people that are listening may think, yeah, but they don't know my ex. I mean, he's dumb. He's a knucklehead <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. And it's like, okay, I get that. Yeah. And we've, we've dealt with those kind of things. I get it. But here's what, here's the deal. You keep, you don't talk bad about them. Just, you, you just, you just keep loving on the kids. Don't talk bad about the ex, but whether he's good or bad, that will emerge at some point in time on their yeah. own. They'll see it for themselves. You don't have to say, yeah. oh, your, your dad's so dumb. He's so bad. He's, <laughs> he's a bad father. He doesn't pay child support. Whatever the list is, right? Yeah. It goes on and on and on. There's always a list. <laughs> it, it will come to fruition at some point in time where the kids will see what they see on their own, mm-hmm. but you don't need to tell them that. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we, and we didn't do that. We just did not talk bad about him. Well, especially yeah. when they're younger. You don't want to do that and make them feel guilty about yeah. their daddy or that they have to pick sides or anything like no, that. Exactly. It's just not, not good, not appropriate at mm-hmm. all. And so many parents will do that. We'll be like, oh, oh they're on the phone with their kid, trashing the ex. Yeah. It's like, do not do that. That's so disrespectful. And it's confusing yeah. for the child. Mm-hmm. They don't know how to process that. because yeah, yeah. they, they think that you, they have to pick sides. Yeah. And so it's if they see so that. much tension for them. It's well, just and, unnecessary. And mind you, I work with students here at the church. Mm-hmm. So trust me, I hear this kind of stuff yeah. about dads or moms bashing the exes. Mm-hmm. And the kids do not think that's cool. They don't like it at all. No. Mm-hmm. Because that's their dad. Yeah. yeah. That's their mom. Kind of eats so, away at their own security, doesn't it? hundred percent. So it's, it's, it's a bad idea. Mm-hmm. Again, they're... Whatever, good or bad, it will come out and the kids will see that on their own. You don't have to bring it to their attention. Mm. That's great. Well, if I can summarize uh, all that you guys have said, I think it would be keep it positive, spend lots of time together. Because you guys have done such a great job on that. And we're just really proud of you. And I think if you're watching or listening um, and you need a little bit of inspiration, come back and listen to this again. I want to encourage you to subscribe to our podcast here, um, to uh, share it with somebody else and and to just, you know, keep your head up. Things are going to be just fine.